0: Hello, and welcome to The Way the Cookie Crumbles, a space where we discuss binge eating, disordered eating patterns, body image, self confidence, and the less than flashy side of the health, fitness, and diet industries. I'm Emma Cook, and I'm here to share experiences and actionable insights into how you can finally leave binge eating behind you. So, welcome to week one. We're going to just discuss today what is binge eating because it's something that's really difficult to actually understand, define. It's it's very tricky when lots of people um, will view overeating as binge eating and, and that's quite problematic in itself. Um, binge eating disorder, sometimes known as BED, is a serious mental health illness um, and people will eat very large quantities of food without feeling like they're in control of what they're doing. It can affect absolutely anyone of any age, gender, ethnicity or background and evidence suggests that it is actually even more common than most other eating disorders and that doesn't even take into account that binge eating disorder is one of the least likely to be diagnosed because um, everyone eats food, you know, (laughs) like lots of the time the reaction to somebody telling you um, that they binge eat can be, you know, well why don't you just stop eating? And that's where it becomes really problematic because that person is not in control of their binges. Um, it is different to eating disorders like bulimia and, and other similar things to that in which you're making yourself sick or purging after you've eaten um, a lot of food. Um, it's It's a tricky one really because there is Uh, a part of binge eating disorder people will generally try to counteract their binges they might over exercise and stuff like that um but bulimia is sort of specifically being sick uh, after you've eaten those large quantities of food so why is binge eating disorder any different to just simply overeating at the weekend or having an extra pudding or having three portions of something or you know um why is binge eating disorder any different to that and the answer is, is because a huge part of binge eating disorder is the guilt and shame felt around the binges. It's the emotions, the, um, the way you feel about yourself, the way you feel about your actions that is what can define those episodes as a binge. Now, Lots of people will say, oh, well, you know, I eat at the weekend. I, I get home and eat way more than I should or whatever. Um, but if they don't feel negatively about that situation, if they don't feel upset, if they don't feel angry, frustrated if they don't feel guilty, if they don't feel like they want to hide that from other people, if they don't feel intense shame, then that is not a binge. They're overeating. They might eat way, way more than somebody who binge eats, but if they don't associate those negative feelings with the binge, then it's not binge eating disorder. They're living their life. They can continue doing what they're doing when you're binge eating, you can't do that. You don't want to continue living your life. You don't want to go out and see your friends. You want to be isolated. You don't want anyone else to know about these behaviors that you can't stop yourself from doing. Now, one really fantastic thing about recognizing that, recognizing that it is the emotions that cause binge eating disorder to become a problem is absolutely integral to realizing how we can fix it so it once we know why a binge occurs or once we know that we've got this cycle of i'm binging i feel really guilty i feel so much shame once we know that cycle is happening and those shames are then leading to further binge eating and more food and finding food again as our um, coping mechanism, once we know that is the cycle that's happening we can bring it around and say hey let's start somewhere else, let's not aim On the food, let's not focus on the nutrition, let's focus on the emotions, focus on the situation that we've got ourselves into. Understand that the cycle can be um, cut and interjected at any point. It doesn't have to be the nutrition or the meal plan or whatever kind of solution you may have already tried. Instead, we can look at it from a completely different perspective, and doing that work will get us to a position where one day we are not binge eating anymore. So, As a bit of a recap on that then, so what is different between just overeating or eating a little bit more than normal and binge eating? The I've got written down in my little notes here, it's the frequency, the nature, the emotional aspects and our connection with that behaviour. You can overeat once every couple of months. Maybe you're watching a movie with friends or you're having a lovely time. Um, You know, everyone's having a pizza and an ice cream and it's all good fun. Maybe that could be classified as overeating, potentially. I'm not going to classify it as that because I think that is absolute rubbish. You know, we should all be enjoying those times with our friends, but someone might view that as an overindulgence. That is different to spending most of your days thinking about nothing but food, trying to counteract your binges by eating less through the day or even nothing throughout the day, and then secretly eating alone, feeling numb, depressed, distressed, Or just generally in a really, really bad place about who you are as a person. And you start to really connect the fact that you are a binge eater to the fact that you're maybe useless or you're um, unable to do things or you're just generally feeling negative towards your own self, towards your own body. And all of those things come together to create binge eating disorder, which, as we've said, is just very, very different to overeating. if you're concerned that you are suffering with binge eating how do you know like how do you know if you're just overeating or if you're a binge eater um i don't want to put a definite label or identity on someone who is or isn't a binge eater because it can be any body shape it can be any person it can be absolutely any behavior and any amount of food because for someone who is used to eating very little they might view eating normally as a binge. Now, we want that person to start eating enough to nourish their body. But if they're having the negative feelings around um, that amount of food, then we still need to address that. We still need to help them get into a place where eating a nourishing amount of food is good for them and they feel and know that it's something that is helping them get towards being their best and happiest self. So how do you know, like, what kind of behaviors might be involved in some kind of binge eating disorder? Buying lots of food, um, to eat during a binge can be like quite an obvious, uh, situation if you sort of definitely know that you're going out to the shop and you're buying a lot of food and thinking, I want to eat all of this. And you kind of actively know that you're going to end up consuming it all in one go. Um, that's quite a obvious, Um, behaviour that we can start with. For me personally, I didn't really used to do that because I've always been pretty money savvy, like I would never like to spend anything that I didn't need to. So instead of going out and specifically buying lots of food, I'd be at home and I would eat Literally all of the food that I had, but was maybe easily replaceable or maybe it was quite cheap to buy. So things like porridge oats and uh cereals or, you know, maybe like peanut butters and stuff like that. I would absolutely love it and I'd just get it all together, you know. So it might not be that you actually go out and specifically buy the food but your binges might look slightly different. So you're um, eating the food that you know is cheap or just that you know you can eat a lot of without anybody else realising. Another behaviour that could be associated with it is sort of eating alone and really not wanting anyone else to to see your behavior and what you're eating. And um, this one is huge for me. I remember when I was younger, specifically asking uh, my parents to stop me from binge eating because I didn't, I didn't know how else to do it. I was so stuck in that I would start eating and not be able to finish. So if my parents heard me, I remember asking my mom, if you hear me downstairs, please come down and, and just ask me to stop been like, stop eating, you know? And I remember she did it once, bless her heart. And she came down and I was absolutely fuming. I was so angry because I was in this hugely conflicting mindset of all I want to do is keep eating. I really don't want anyone to stop me. But also my mum is now here asking me to stop and telling me that, you know, you said you didn't want to eat this. So I had these two narratives that I knew were happening in my brain already. Like I was binging, but knowing I didn't want to anyway. And then I had my mum saying, hey, Ems, let's go back to bed. And it just made me so angry. And I flipped, I flipped my lid, you know, and I still feel awful because I literally asked her to do that. So If you've got these situations where you really don't want to be seeing people, you don't want people to see you with food, um, that might also be a symptom of binge eating. Um Things that can also kind of flag it up to you. How quickly do you eat? Do you notice when you're having a binge that you eat much quicker than you might normally? Um, do you eat very quickly when you're around people? That can be something that does sort of mean um, that your your body is like, yep, we're going to eat as much food as we can because we have this opportunity to. Um, one fairly obvious one, which I'm sure if you've ever experienced binge eating, you will know this for sure, is just eating past the point of fullness, often till you feel kind of physically drained or even in pain due to the actual quantity of food you've consumed. Um, It's so hard to describe because you just know (laughs) around Christmas time and things like that when people say, oh, you know, I'm so full, I've eaten so much food and you kind of think, I could eat that in one sitting because you're so used to that binging behaviour of eating absolutely nothing and then consuming so much food all in one go that that feeling of over is in some ways comforting because it is that thing that we get to where finally the binge is over you know so um eating past the point of fullness or, or not having a point in which you think you feel full is definitely something that is a symptom of binge eating Another one that I think is really interesting and kind of, you know, lots of people would say it's not very nice. Um, eating food that has maybe been thrown away, that is in the bin or that doesn't belong to you. Um, food that you know that you generally you wouldn't wake up in the morning and think, oh, flipping it, can't wait to eat that kebab that my housemates thrown in the bin last night. Um, that is not the kind of food that generally you would really want to consume. Um, but in a binge, none of that really matters. If it's ended up in the bin, I mean, I, w- I remember justifying to myself, you know, well, it's only a bin bag, like it's it's not the end of the world. I can definitely get food out of there and eat it. Um, you then kind of go through some kind of justification in your head that's trying to make it feel okay. Like, is am I is it better because I'm not wasting it? And oh yes, I mean, it's something that. Not everyone will have done, not what everyone will have experienced, but it could be a behaviour that that does happen. So, they're just a few examples. There are obviously lots and lots more. So, if you do have something that you want to talk about, and you think, "Am I the only person experiencing this?" or you know, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram or or drop me a message on my website as well, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, physical things that are usually associated with binge eating. So this one's pretty interesting. Um Sometimes it can result in weight gain, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, it, it can do because of the quantity of food we're eating, but equally some people will just not eat at other times and therefore go in these huge yo-yos from eating loads and loads to eating absolutely nothing. So it can result in weight gain. It also can result in absolutely no change of your body at all, aside from the things that are going on inside. We just can't see a relationship with food from the outside. Some people might be very small, some people might be very large, and it's just impossible to see how they are um, connecting with food and how they're, they're dealing with these urges to binge and stuff like that it's just impossible to see so we can't understand that anyone does or doesn't have binge eating from just looking from the outside um other physical things that can impact you is, is a feeling of tiredness or not wanting to do anything the day after a binge because your body is just processing all that food and um, you might even have difficulty sleeping i know for me personally definitely was a thing for me because I would use food to try and send me off to sleep I suppose it was something that I um, used as a comfort to try and make me sleepy Um, and if you're you've eaten all that food it does wake you up especially if it's full of those you know um, simple carbohydrates which are super quick and easy energy for your body yeah I've got loads of that chocolate ice cream it's all gone down and then all of a sudden instead of being tired you're just awake and you don't actually feel like sleeping anymore. So difficulty sleeping can be quite um, a big impact. Um, you might have experienced pain, pain in your stomach, bloating, constipation. Um, generally, anything digestive, you're obviously going to be battering your insides a little bit if you are consuming the amount of food that most binge eaters sort of do eat in a single sitting. Um, I have quite a funny story, to be honest. I've, I mean, of course we'll share it here because that's what we're, that's what we're here to do. But I remember once having a binge and obviously waking up the next day and thinking, crikey, I must have eaten so much food. I really need to do something to try and deal with that. So being the little fitness geek that I decided I was I headed out for a 10k run now this 10k loop was about 5k out and 5k back (laughs) and I was going along and I thought do you know what this does not feel good at all and I was 5k in I had no options and actually needed to go to the toilet a little bit you know Paula Radcliffe style but this was absolutely not on a marathon or anything quite of the sorts but I had to jump behind a bush and all I can say is using leaves for loo roll is not something that I wanted to ever experience again Um, but that was a good number of years ago now and I still hadn't done anything about the fact I was binge eating then I just continued to try and diet and to try and um you know, track my food to, uh, mitigate these binges. Um, so yeah, shitting yourself could actually be a physical symptom of binge eating. I think another thing to say there is that when you're binging, I'm sure you've all experienced this. When you go to the loo, it is not pleasant. It's not nice. And it probably doesn't smell good. And that might make you quite sensitive to what other people say about that um so yeah you're you're not alone there either if it's just really not pleasant and it's not nice to be around um so it doesn't have to continue forever remember that you're not your 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 insides aren't broken you're not just smelly (laughs) like it can get better and our binges don't help on that front so please don't feel alone if if that is the case um I guess then we can look into our emotional symptoms now these are really really huge and probably the the biggest problem to be honest with binge eating because in reality if you eat a lot of food if you gain so much weight that you know you you're, you're in a situation where you really really are not happy but still like how much does it impact the world Mm, I don't know. It's not ideal if you can't look after yourself, but I really, really struggle to believe that any of you guys are in that situation where you're edging towards not being able to care for yourself because of the amount of weight you gain. Um, But in reality, if you eat, you know, 60 quid's worth of a Tesco shop and you've just, I'm not sponsored by Tesco, by the way, (laughs) other supermarkets are available. But if you've eaten 60 quid of a food shop, it's not the end of the world there's other things going on um in your life probably that are more significant to that and it's hard to look at that and go you know it doesn't matter but part of accepting that it is something that's happening is definitely part of the recovery um journey you know it is not an enjoyable thing to happen it is not ideal in terms of money in terms of health but No, nothing's gonna really go hugely wrong whether you do or whether you don't binge. However, emotionally, binge eating disorder is linked to low self-esteem, a lack of confidence, depressions, anxiety, mood swings, not wanting to be around people, canceling plans, um, being anxious, tense, aggravated, um, feeling extreme shame, extreme guilt, all of these emotions can contribute to a really, really terrible mental health. And where we have terrible mental health, we're not giving ourselves, our best selves to the world. We're not Fulfilling our potential in helping people, in doing our work, in showing up for our training, we are not in a good place. And in the worst case scenarios, that can lead to really terrible and fatal outcomes. And in the best case scenarios, we're just not um, able to enjoy life as much as we could without binge eating. So for me, it's that that's the most important thing because the quantity of food that goes in an ideal world, we'd all be able to not binge, to not overconsume, but it's okay if on, you know, if two or three times a year, everyone in the world has a bit of a wobble and eats a large amount of food. Um, but what's not okay is the continuous and repeating behaviors that lead you to feeling emotionally drained, emotionally terrible, to be honest with you. So all of that is what leads me to the end of this episode and to just explain that binge eating to me is a big problem that is very often not frequently discussed and that's because we can't see it from the outside it's something that feels embarrassing to do because anyone who hasn't experienced it would just say well why don't you just stop eating and any of you guys listening to this, understanding what you already do about your own behaviours, I know will have told yourselves on many, many, many occasions, why don't I just stop eating? Like I should just stop now. And that feeling, that thought, and then not following through and just continuing and continuing is genuinely incredibly hard to deal with. And I've experienced it. I've been there. I know exactly how it feels to just be so confused by the lack of alignment between your own thoughts and your own behaviours. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about it more, share more of our own experiences and hopefully get to a position where we're all talking about it and ensuring we're getting the right help and guidance to get us into a good position with our relationship with food. Thank you for listening so far. I really hope you've enjoyed the episode. I really hope you um, resonated with some of the stuff that we've discussed. I would really appreciate it if you could drop me a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Spotify or wherever you're listening from. Um, So hopefully we can spread the word to as many people as possible. Um, If you'd like to follow me over at Emma Cookie, that's E M M A C W K I on Instagram, or drop me a message at my website, emmacookie.com. I'd love to chat to you about your experiences with binge eating and see what I can do to help you get into a better position with your relationship with food, fitness, and your body. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next one.